Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me. Sorry, I've been a little slower on the uh, on the episodes, man. I uh, got sicky wicky uh, last two days, <clears throat> and uh, even today, I'm just I'm forcing it. I'm not sitting around the house again another day. I, I can't do it. I just cannot do it. So. I'm forcing myself to go to Muay Thai, um, and uh, my instructor was already sick, so that's who I think I got. Uh, then again, Ada and Geneva came back from Pittsburgh sick, so I don't get sick often, so when I do, man, it's just like, it's so damn annoying. So, and this is like twice for me in the year. In a year, I mean, there was a period of time where I wasn't sick for five years, six years straight, like at all, um, like nothing. And uh, <coughs> it's just like a head cold. It's just, just the most annoying thing. It just makes me want to choke somebody out, man. Um, it just it's it's like nagging. It's like. Like, I'm not sick enough to where it's like, oh, God, I gotta lay in bed all day. Sort of like to start the day yesterday, that's how it was. But it's enough to be irritating. Like, I don't feel my best. And when you, I think it's especially irritating for me because when you take such good care of your body, you know, I had people, oh, maybe it's the two a days, but, you know, no offense to my wife, but my wife's like, well, maybe it's so hard you're pushing yourself. I'm like, nonsense. I gotta assume this is a bioweapon that would have killed a normal person. No, but when you take uh, such good care of your body, um, you know, you don't, I don't, I don't have the patience for this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have the patience for it at all. Because I take, I don't expect to get sick ever because I, I take such good care of myself. So, just some things I'm doing um, to make it pass quicker. You know, I feel like, I guess what I have, I've talked to a couple other people who's been going around. People are usually sick for a week. I know I'll be fine by tomorrow, so like two and a half days. So, um, bone marrow broth, so lots of bone broth. I've been drinking um, bison bone broth, and then I made my own yesterday. Um, that's still cooking right now, so I'm going to have some of that when I get back from Muay Thai. Bison bone broth. Um, <coughs> I took, uh, I've had about 150,000 micrograms of vitamin D, straight, so uh, intramuscular injection, so load it up. It's a thicker serum, so I use a 21 gauge needle, which scares most people. I mean, it's a big needle, man. Um, but uh, load up a 21 gauge and boom, right to the butt cheek. I did that. I did uh, <coughs> 100,000 two days ago, uh, 50,000 yesterday. I took a little bit uh, today with my L-carnitine. So L-carnitine is another thing I take intramuscularly. So L-carnitine is actually a really good supplement. If you guys want to get your hands on some, let me know. I've got a hookup for it. Um, you'll have to get a blood panel done, which you should do anyways. Um, so budget out like four or 500 bucks and get it done. But um, So L-carnitine is a really good supplement uh, for your heart. Um, it's very good for energy levels and fat burning. It's really good for fat burning. Um, and... Um, really good for fat burning and then uh, i think that's how i stay lean you know uh is the l-carnitine i'm taking and it also enhances if you are on anything performance enhancing like 
TRT and enhances the effects of those compounds. Um, something about the androgen receptors, I don't know, beyond my scope of uh, professional knowledge, to pseudo-professional knowledge, I should say, that I possess, because um, I'm not a professional. Uh, but anyways, so I did that. So vitamin D, bone broth, raw honey, um, raw garlic. So raw, well, I, it's pickled garlic, but still, I know that sounds gross, but it's so good. I'd eat the whole thing if I could, but I'd be stinking up the house, you know, from both ends. And uh, so pickled garlic, um, what else have I been taking? So what I did last night, I was so tired of feeling like crap that I went to the bar and I had two shots of Classe Azul and threw in a, a big fat dip and I felt great. <laughs> I felt amazing, and then I woke up at like 2 a.m. I'm like, I'm the bed soaked with sweat. I'm like, God, jeez, my throat was sore. My throat's not sore anymore, so that's good. Uh, but I tell you what, the two shots of Colossae. Um, I took a little kratom this morning too. I'm not. I got some Club 13 stuff. I took about three grams of that, three and a half grams of that. I'm not feeling it yet. I took that about an hour ago. I don't know if it's just taking longer to set in because they were pills. I usually do a, a concentrate or, um, um, a, sorry, an extract, which is significantly more potent, or a powder, like a powder that you mix. It's just they taste so terrible. Kratom tastes like just, God, it just tastes bad. Um, uh, sorry for using the Lord's name in vain. It just tastes terrible. Um, so, yeah, that's my, that's my protocol. That's what's got me up and moving. I feel bad because my wife... She's hit pretty hard with it today, but we got the nanny slash house cleaner coming over, so it was perfect. So today is my wife's worst day with it so far, but Becky's coming over, so she'll have Ada all day long. I just, I got stuff to do, you know what I mean? I can't be, I, I don't know how people do it, bro. I was DEF range, what the hell is that? Oh, it's for my diesel. Um, I gotta figure out what that means. Um, something that needs changed or put in the engine, I think. I don't know. Somebody tell me what a DEF range is that has a diesel truck. Um, but, I, you know, I'm laying there in bed yesterday. Dude, I woke up at 5. I'm wide awake. So, I'm like, I wake up, and I hit the cold shower. And for the first time ever, the cold shower made me feel worse. I'm like, oh, no, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should have given my body a break in hindsight. So, today what I did is I had a hot shower, and we have a eucalyptus spray. So, I let it get super hot, and I sprayed that eucalyptus and just bombed the bathroom with it like a steam room. It felt good that felt way better but uh yesterday i woke up and i took a cold shower and i took bane outside i let the birds out and i immediately went right back to bed <laughs> like yeah this is i'm not ah i took the wrong turn shoot um i was trying thinking i was going to foley's there for a second whoopsies um so uh there's that sick brain just passed my turn like a moron. I had to turn around somebody's garage or driveway. Now I'm stuck behind a line of traffic. Everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? Maybe I was going to get T-boned. Which getting T-boned in this thing would be interesting. <laughs> you know? It's going to hurt you way more than it hurts me unless it's like a semi or something. People drive so slow in Maine, bro. Like, close the gap, woman. Close the gap. This should be bumper to bumper going through the damn light. People got like 15,000 feet of space between each other. Um, 
yeah, so I, I went right back to bed, and I probably slept from six to seven, maybe seven. You know, I heard Ada out there doing her little screechy thing, so I woke up. I'm like, dude, it's seven o'clock. I laid in bed till like eight, just being an idiot, just scrolling on my phone. I'm like, okay, I should read something. I should do something productive. So I did some reading. That got me to ten. I ran my normal eleven o'clock. And then I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know how people lay around and do nothing. I was literally, I'm still anxious from having done nothing. You know what I mean? Like it messed with me. I'm very, uh, I'm very irritable today. I've noticed like I went to the gas station. I'm looking around at everybody. And I was thinking just the worst of everybody more than I normally do. You know, I got these miscreants. <laughs> everybody's in my way you know so I prayed a little bit I said Lord God fix my spirit I'm being a bad boy right now um, honestly the zen I got a zen in right now this is making me feel a lot better the zen and the caffeine so I'm just I'm gonna blast my body with as many supplements <laughs> as I possibly can I'm gonna thug this out for the rest of the day irritating you know you know how it feels when you're sick like you're about to just sweat but you don't sweat maybe that's I'm hoping Muay Thai I sweat profusely and break this I, I'm thinking I'm gonna probably hit Muay Thai but I feel really I'm gonna feel horrible at first I'm gonna feel terrible for the first probably 15 minutes um, I know I'm gonna get pieced up today because I do not feel mentally sharp at all I'm so mad I'm like brain fogged right now um, I don't I definitely don't think it's the vid I'm not trying to beat this sick thing to death. I just can't think of anything else right now. So you guys are just living this with me. Um, it's interesting walking through a day of trying to get through it. You know what I mean? It's so funny because it's such a small obstacle. It's not like I have freaking cancer or something like that. It's just got the sniffles. But when you, again, when you, when you are used to feeling really good and then you don't, it's like it's a big time. This is a good challenge for me mentally. Alright, so I gave myself a day of rest, which I told myself I would do, so I rested for a day, I said, I, I made a resolution last night, that regardless of how I felt today, I was going to get up and get the job done and do what I needed to do. So I expect the first 15 minutes, I'm going to feel horrible, I hope I snap out of it, I'm probably going to have a really good last 45 minutes, I'm going to sweat, I'm probably going to get in my truck, I'm going to feel great leaving, and then by the time I get home, I know I'm going to feel worse. And I feel like if I could get over that hump right there, I'm going to be good. Ooh, that's pretty, I've never noticed that house before. It's a pretty house. Um, that's my plan. That's my plan. Uh, I, got, I went down a rabbit hole watching Mike Tyson's videos yesterday. I love Mike. I love Iron Mike. I love his story. I think he's got one of the best redemption arcs in uh, boxing. And... Uh, you know, the, the one thing that bothers me, do some, uh, don't take my word for it. Look at how many A-list celebrities and athletes, it's uncanny, lost a child. Look at how many A-list celebrities and athletes and influencers have lost a child. Devastating, horrible, and I hate to even talk about this in a negative light, but it's very suspicious. My first thought is that these people are sacrificing their kids. Like, that's their deal with the devil. Like, you could have the riches, the fame, the lifestyle, 
but in exchange you're going to give Moloch a child. You know what I mean? And uh, I just got the chills when I said that. God protect my child, my children, please Jesus. Um, I would never give. I don't know how these people do it. I don't know. I, I just no 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 amount of power, or fame, or achievement in the world. I'd, I I would just I would live in a tent in the woods if it meant protecting my children. Broke. I'd eat crickets and, and squirrel meat. You know what I mean? But Mike um, lost, I think it was his daughter, Exodus. And um, it was a treadmill accident. She strangled on a tread, the power cord to a treadmill. It just seems very odd to me. And I struggle with that with him. It's like, bro, I'm hoping that was just a tragic accident. And he didn't give his kid up. <clears throat> you know? Um, and I would hate to even, again, when I talk about this stuff, you know, I just notice patterns. That's it. You could call me a racist. You could call me a homophobe. You could call me, man, it's so insensitive, Mike, that you would, Michael, that you would even suggest that, you know, his child died due to foul play. It's just, I, I get all that. I'm just, again, when I look at the trends, when I look at the patterns, how many A-list celebrities and athletes have lost children? Many. It's, un it's unusual. A lot of people know that, too. So I really hope, you know, there's an interview where he basically stops the interview because the guy asks him about it. He breaks down just in tears. It's heartbreaking. But uh, I, I went down a Mike Tyson rabbit hole yesterday. Man, that guy's got just such a cool story. <laughs> And, you know, I I resonate with him because he's, you know, he had, you know, just different kinds of allegations and all this other stuff. And he says, you know, Iron Mike, bro, he, he says some wild, wild stuff. You know, he didn't have a filter at all. He says whatever's on his mind. And that's, it's like me, you know, he's on, uh, he's on this, uh, I shared this clip of him on a uh, news, news show and it was a live broadcast. And, you know, this reporter, bro, I think Mike should have split his skull open. I really do. I, I would have, I probably would have, if I were Iron Mike, I probably would have split that guy's face wide open right there on, on live TV. I, I got to commend Mike for his restraint. Well, some restraint. He uh, So the reporter says something, something about, well, you're a convicted rapist. How do you think blah, blah, blah? And Mike's like, dude, you know what? You're a piece of shit, he says. He's like, you're a rat piece of shit. He's like, to you act like you're a nice guy. You got me to come on your show, and that's the first thing that you bring up. And Mike loses it. They have to end the interview because Mike's, like, cussing this dude out. And you can tell the dude's getting nervous. You know what I mean? You can tell the dude's squirming. It's like, dude, this is... Like, to sit there across from a man that is your physical superior, and this is Mike Tyson and say something like that to him you know it's I totally believe in complete and absolute free speech like to the point where I think you should be able to say any word that you want to say you should be able to have, hold any belief and voice that belief like Alex Jones getting sued for but I wrestle with this I feel like you should be able to do whatever and say whatever you want but you, could, you should also be able to 
deal with the consequences. So Alex Jones was, you know, he, he got that, you know, big lawsuit, which I'm not even going to get into that, my beliefs on the Columbine thing. You know, all these parents are using the deaths of their kids for, for a money grab. is just disgusting to me because that's all it was. But it's like, you know, if people, when I say consequences, I mean, you should, like, if you're going to say something to somebody, you should get your teeth knocked out or at least be, be able to defend yourself from that happening. You know what I mean? I don't know. I wrestle with complete and absolute free speech. Um, where people have to deal with the consequences of it, but what consequences? Like, I don't think you should be canceled. You know, and I, how, what is canceling somebody? You know what I mean? Like, I, they try to cancel me. You can't cancel me. There's nothing that you're going to do to me that's going to take me out of the game. I'm cool. What are you, you going to write a letter to my trading platforms and tell them not to accept my options anymore? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's just never going to happen. Oh, I'm early. I'm 30 minutes early. We're, we're going to be spending some time together this morning. Um, I forgot it was 9 o'clock today, not 8.30. See? There we go. Doi. Well, we can spend some time here together today. Um, you know, I just I feel like Mike would have been justified in leaning across that, that room and smashing that dude right in the face, at least with a good overhand right. You know what I'm saying? And I think you should be able to do that with impunity, you know? Like, I don't think you should kill people, you know, for stuff that they say, but I do think that there should be some degree of physical consequence. You know, we, we especially my generation, it was like my dad's generation, probably your parents' generation, unless you're really young listening to me. Um, like, if you said something, I, I, I've told you guys that story where I was a bully one time. I was a bully one time, and I, sh I I made a joke about a kid. You know, the older kids got me to do it, but I'm the one that decided to do it. You know what I mean? Young, impressionable kid trying to be cool. I made fun of this kid for having diabetes on the school bus, and his brother turned around and open palm smacked me across the face. Like, absolutely rocked me. Like, my ears were ringing. Like, the left side of my face was burning hot, and my ear was ringing, ringing for the rest of the day. That was one of the most important lessons I had ever learned. I got to thank that kid um, because his name was Bryce. Um, I had to thank that kid because he taught me a very important lesson. He taught me that actions have consequences and you don't get to say whatever you want to say about people. And that was one of the most important lessons I ever learned. You know, and I deserve to get hit in the face and I would never take that back. And I didn't tattle. I didn't tell the bus driver, I didn't go into the school and tell the principal, I said I was man enough to accept that I made a joke about a kid's medical condition and I got smacked upside the head for it. 13, 12, 13 year old kid, of course I'm going to say something stupid like that. But the problem is, is that these kids, they get away now with saying these things because of this zero tolerance policy for violence. Violence is not always bad. Violence is a really good corrective measure. And we don't have enough of the right type of violence now. And the right type of violence is corrective. The right type of violence is corrective. The right type of violence deters bad behavior. You know, and, and the right type of bullying, you know, uh, deters bad behavior, shames people. You know, if, if we were able to... I, I, I want to be careful with the word bullying. 
because there are some kids that get bullied for things that they can't help. You know, their physical appearance, their disabilities, weakness, etc. Being a little bit different than the rest. I'm talking about, you know, I think that if bullying were like it was, was like it was in like the 50s, 60s, and 70s, you wouldn't have this transgenderism nonsense. You wouldn't have furries uh, pooping in litter boxes in schools. You know what I mean? If this, if, if you tried to come to school with a tail that's one end is inserted into your butt and cat ears and talking about pooping in litter boxes and you just got slammed up into a locker once, that would correct that behavior immediately. That would correct it, Im- it would immediately. This is why in traditional masculine societies, you're not going to find the nonsense that we see now here in the United States. Because in traditional masculine societies, the men regulate behavior. And they regulate behavior often through violence. And I'm not saying that you should kill somebody. Of course not. Because they are transgender or even physically harm them you know what i'm saying it's more so you know do i think it's important for everybody to get hit in the face once in their life yes you know not women but i think boys like if boys got put i'm a big fan of this i've said this for years if every boy when he turned 13 years old got put in a room with three dudes bigger than him and just got like a like a gang initiation beating <clears throat> at 13 years old not did not a debilitating beating but kind of slapped around a little bit i think that would be such a major point of character development i really do i think that that could change a lot of what we see in society now i'm a, such a firm believer in that i really am I think that that would correct a lot of the bad behavior that we currently see in our in our society. You know, getting hit, getting punched in the face when you're acting out of line, or just even, you know, again, like a sort of an initiation like that, teaches you early on that you cannot behave a certain way. That once you really get hit or beat up a little bit, you realize that actions have consequences. And I think that there's, you know, that's why, you know, I'm, they got all these studies out about, so first it was spankings bad. And now they just said that, um, a parent, yeah, there's a study, you know how it is. Studies show experts say top scientist weighs in like who, 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 you know what I mean? Oh, the University of Western Illinois, uh, <laughs> some no-name school, whatever. Um, they came out and they said that uh, kids getting yelled at uh, by their parents is as damaging psychologically as sexual abuse. Yeah, that's what they said. Can you believe that? I, You know, to be the... You know, to think about being sexually abused and, and being yelled at, like, and, and equating those two things as similar levels of trauma is so insulting and disgusting to suggest that somebody raising their voice at you 
carries the same weight as being sexually abused. Like, you know, I would I would love to know who the study was done by because those people should get put in a room and get the shit kicked out of them for 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Because that's just insulting. That's a disgusting thing. That is such a foul thing to, to say. You know, imagine these sexual abuse victims out here reading this stuff and like, wow, I've been yelled at and I've been sexually abused. I'll tell you what, right now, I'll take it yelled at every single day is what I have to imagine these people are thinking. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, oh, so sweaty. I'm like kind of sweaty. Jeez, man. Um. I just, that's crazy. So anyways, what I was getting at is, you know, my children are going to be spanked because it's, it's biblical. First of all, let's just start there. It's biblical. Corporal punishment is a biblical, like think about back in the sixties, fifties and sixties, man, they didn't have all this stuff. They didn't have school shooters. You know what I mean? They didn't have. You know, and I'm not saying kids should be beat by people that I don't agree with, like teachers and principals beating kids. You know what I mean? But I do believe in a, in a good spanking from a parent with love. You know what I mean? I think that you could go too far with it. And I think that you got to be careful with how you physically correct your kids. But um, I think it does more help than it would harm. Obviously, it's not the best thing to have happen to you. But the consequences of never being corrected harshly are far worse. Are far worse. This is why we live in a world now, in a society, and we see generation after generation where the amount of accountability taken for one's actions is decreasing exponentially. Exponentially. People don't take accountability for their actions anymore. And I think this is a big reason why women have more problems taking accountability. Like women dodge accountability more than men. Because you don't, you know, women don't get beat up as, you know, obviously it happens every once in a while. But as much, you know, boys are more likely to be spanked than girls. I don't know that my dad ever spanked my sister. I don't know. I'd have to ask. Maybe, maybe sort of once. I don't think we... I know she didn't get spanked like we did, you know, uh, and she turned out great. Um, and we turned out all right too. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting to look at, you know, so number one, the point is right now we see a total lack of accountability, uh, from people generally, people don't take accountability anymore for their actions. Uh, but I also think it's interesting to look at the dichotomy between men and women and how just in my experience, women take little to no accountability for their, their wrongdoing. They dodge it. They make excuses. I just, you know, I, I can remember coaching women and to this day, I still do. I coach men and I coach women. And when I have to correct the men in my organizations, they immediately take accountability. They don't make excuses. I'm sorry, Mike. It won't happen again. But if I have to pull a woman in one of my organizations aside, it's okay. Well, well, I was well, and so here's the thing, and and you gotta let them, and you know they're women, so you just let them do their thing. You know, it's funny is that I had when I worked in the life insurance field, I had more successful women in a higher female to male ratio 
uh, than any other team. I was very, very good at leading women. And it was because I learned to balance. And now, my, most of my organizations, I mean, uh, uh, first-line defense changes that demographic significantly. But, like, the people I work with now are, I think, 70% women. And they all, you know, everybody does great. And it's it's because I understand that when you go to... Now, like, what, there, this isn't a... This is this isn't just a blanket statement. Like I've got women that work for me that are, yeah, you're right. I screwed it up. Like my one business partner, Steph, is just I never have to deal with issues with her. You know what I mean? I don't ever have to even correct her. But it would like the couple, maybe one or two times ever, is she? I, I've never had to correct her because she just does it herself. Hey, Mike, I should have I zigged when I should have zagged. I apologize. It's my fault. Immediately. That's not normal. I'd be interested, I want to have Steph on the podcast at some point to talk about how she was raised, uh, where do you, where does she think that, because Steph is more like, she thinks more like a traditional male would than a female would, in fact, she gets just as frustrated with women, if not more than I do, you know what I mean, so it's not, it's not in every single case, but generally when you're, when you're, you know, I know how to lead women, and I know that when you initially bring a correction to a woman they're you're the first thing you've got to brace for and this took me years to learn you can't lose your cool right away because they're going to come back at you with some nonsense right away excuse making they're going to pass blame and then you just start asking questions you know what i mean well like say for example uh samantha runs a certain division for me let's just say it's the Let's say that she ran my media division for first-line defense. Samantha did. And we were supposed to have a certain amount of social media posts go out daily. Two a day. And I look back at last week. It's seven days. Should have had 14 posts, but we have 10. Pull Samantha aside. Hey, this is what we needed. This is what happened. What's the deal? Well, you know, we so-and-so was sick for two days, and then blah, 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 and then, you know, I tried to tell you that this man and this person just isn't really blah, 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 blah. Okay, okay, got that. I got you. No, I totally understand. That's all very frustrating. But, you know, Samantha, I just, I have a very simple question for you. Who runs your division? Well, me. Okay, okay, good. Yep, right there, perfect. That's all I needed to hear. The second thing is I want to ask you is who makes the most money in your division? I don't know, probably me, right. So the more money, the more responsibility. I mean, the more responsibility, the more money you're going to make, which means that you, at the end of the day, are the one that's going to be held accountable for the things that happen or don't happen, the things that go well and don't go well. Who's the first person to get praised when something goes well over in media? Well, I mean, I guess me, you always tell me good job. Exactly. So when things go well, you're the first to hear it, and then I tell your team members, great job. So you hear it first. But now, when things are negative, and this isn't even a big deal, we're just four posts behind. We'll get it back this week. Let's make the adjustments. We'll talk about the adjustments we need to make here in a second, and I'm here to help you make these adjustments. But we do have to address that you're the head of the division. You make the most money. You're the one in charge. I trust you to get the job done, so the job needs to get done. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're right. Very different conversation than a man. You know, I had to check one of the guys that leads one of our divisions the other day. Uh, and he just immediately is like, you're right, I effed up. It's my fault. I'll have it fixed by the end of the day. You know, so uh, here's my coach. Um, so it's, uh, 
it's just uh, it's very different men and women so I, I could do a whole master class on how to lead uh, different types of people a whole master class on it um, but yeah there we go my coach is here so I'm going to bounce alright I love you guys hopefully you enjoyed the episode sorry if it was a little low energy I want to go sweat these demons out baby alright peace